What's up everybody, it's Dan, Binder Boneyard, coming at you from my bedroom. Uh, set up the old microphone in the uh, bedroom here to try and knock out some work and uh, try to get back on track with some other responsibilities like podcasts and whatnot. So I'm um, recording this thing out, so thank you everybody for listening. Um, this uh, episode is going to be a uh, Route 66 recap. Um, I have the lovely Josie joining me for this one. Hi, everybody. So um, we're going to go over the, the highs and lows of the trip. Um, so hopefully uh, hopefully we can cover everything. Um so, I guess, um, first of all, Josie, uh, <laughs> why, why did you agree to go on, on this trip? Well, I really enjoyed uh, my little short stint that I took on Route 66 uh, almost two years ago now. Um, I think that that road is so cool. It's so nostalgic and it means so much to our country's. Uh, independence and travel and it's just a neat um, it was a neat, a neat vacation experience um. <clears throat> yeah I mean it's something that I've always wanted to do um, but just you know having the opportunity to I don't know um, it's uh, it's not exactly a route to anywhere you know 66 is just a vacation road anymore so it just was something that I wanted to do as a vacation um, not so much as trying to go somewhere so it was also your birthday yes don't forget that last year when we wanted to do it for your 40th birthday we weren't able to because of the snowstorm that hit and you were trying to move your entire shop and it was kind of kind of a disaster. So we tried for uh, round two this year, which was also kind of a disaster <laughs> because of uh, coronavirus was hitting everywhere. Well, but it wasn't as bad when we left. Right. Like that's had we known the nation was going to deteriorate in a week, uh, probably wouldn't have left. Yeah. Um, but we did <laughs> and, uh, you know, so I guess we'll just go over what, you know, the trip, I'll, I'll recap a little bit about the truck prep. Um, of course did all the fluids again, um, checked a lot of nut and bolt, greased everything, did a bunch of, um, sound deadening, um, you know, dynamat foam matting under the back seat, got a new uh, vinyl floor mat in. Um, Josie and I worked hard on the headliner. Uh, if you follow the social media, as you'll see on Instagram, there were photos of, uh, of the plaid headliner that we put in. Um, that was a lot of work. 
Uh, it's kind of stressful because it was a one-shot deal, uh, and if we didn't get it right, we would end up ruining uh, some very expensive fabric. So, um, but we got it in, and it came out great, and um, I'm extremely happy with it. So, uh, and Josie learned something or two about it, so it's always good. But, um, and then generally I just packed a bunch of spares. I mean, I had fuel pump, uh, water pump, alternator. Uh, I think the only thing I didn't take was a starter. Looking back, um, I should have, I mean, I didn't need one, but now that I think about it, it would have been smart to have a starter because... Those do go out at inopportune times. Um, so, you know, if there's anything you can take away from this trip that we did uh, for your own personal trips is spare parts. Uh, and if you are going to take the spare part, uh, learn how to install them. And bring uh, tools. Yeah, it helps to have the tools to do it as well. Um, but even basic stuff, uh, fuel filters, uh, section of fuel line, hose clamps, that kind of stuff like it doesn't do any good to you know bring fuel extra fuel line and then not have more clamps or or something like that if you needed to you know um but anyway so i felt really confident i mean i had you know bottle jacks and, and other spare parts and tools and you know we had a lot of stuff um because i just you know, if, if you've been following me long enough, you'll know that my his, my uh, track record with these road trips is uh, not always the best. <laughs> so uh, I try to go as prepared as possible. Uh, that and I know with Josie in the truck, uh, you know, I want her experience to be as good as it can be also uh, because too many bad trips and, and she won't want to go anymore. <laughs> so... Um, so that's I was, why I have AAA though. Yeah, well, I have AAA too now, <laughs> but yeah, it's still we were going to be a long ways from home. We ended up going twenty four hundred miles, uh, so it was quite the quite the round trip. But um, so trip recap: we left out Friday night, um, right after Josie got off work. Uh, we had a big snowstorm moving in, and I wanted to be out of town before that hit. Um, so, uh, you know, Josie had got off work. I was running late, like always. Um, and so she'd gotten all the stuff ready. Uh, the dog, yeah, we took the dog too. So that added another element of, of stress, you know, making sure everything was good to go because, you know, I hate having to mess with the dog when uh you know there's issues and, and things like that so um headed out just like we were in the thick of the snowstorm uh in fact the snow was so heavy and wet that it ended up um stressing the windshield wiper mechanism to the point that it started to fail uh again if you saw on instagram the wiper motor was jumping out of the uh I don't know, the connection that it makes. It's hard to describe it, but if you've ever taken apart a C-Series wiper setup, you'll know that the way the motor attaches to the drive mechanism is it's not secured by anything. Uh, it's just a piece of 
a bent tab that is inset into like a u-shaped piece of channel and then they just drive each other and so um, that wet heavy snow had pushed the uh, wiper mechanism out of the channel and then it started wearing the edges off of it because it would skip out and then grab it and then skip out and grab it so um, you know we were nervous because the weather forecast for our trip was rain pretty much the whole way which was disappointing because we were headed to sunny Arizona to get out of the rain um, or at least be warm it had been a cold winter uh, up here and and just I enjoy the southern desert and it you know that's why I wanted another reason I wanted to go down there but um so we did make it to our hotel in California that night and of course the next day it was a beautiful beautiful day didn't need the windshield wipers um uh, but we um found the uh I don't know, the virtues of Rain-X. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, you've never used that before, have you? My dad Rain-Xes everything, Does but it? I've never put Rain-X on anything. And I'm a huge fan of Rain-X now. If you've never put that on a truck windshield or mirrors or anything, you should definitely give it a shot. Yeah, the, and that was uh, <laughs> not paid for by Rain-X. That was no. just our own. <laughs> our own you buy rain <laughs> Our own experience. Um, I'd use Rain-X in the past on uh, some of my other scouts, but uh, but I had kind of gotten away from it just because living in the desert, uh, I don't really need it that much. But uh, yeah, it sure came in handy for that because the rest of the way down, we didn't need the wipers at all. The water just beaded right off. But anyways, um, stopped at Ice Parts America. Uh, I was having a... It was like a soft miss. It's hard to describe, um, but it felt like a coil was failing. If you know, if you ever had that happen, you'll you'll know that feeling where it's running good at idle, even at lower RPMs. But then you know, under a load or cruising, you'll feel like a surge or a miss. So uh, when we were at IH Parts dropping off some parts, uh, just pulled it into Jeff's shop, home shop there, and. Uh, change out the coil i had of course had another coil so um did that and visited with them and got going and we can't go to california without stopping out in and out burger mm -hmm. we enjoy our in and out um i know a lot of you southerners midwesterners are all rolling your eyes because you have your whataburger or whatever burger chain you enjoy but the West Coast is all about the in and out, um, and I can see why it's it's very good. I enjoy it a lot. Um, so we hit the in and out, and then continued south, made all the way to Bakersfield. Um, again, uh, pretty nice down there. Uh, no rain, nice and warm. I gave the truck another once over. Um, double checked all the fluids and, and everything, and. Uh, we let out of Bakersfield and went over uh, to Hatchapi, great big pass. I and mean, we climbed for, it's a, it's a long pass. Uh, and then popped out in the Mojave Desert and started to, uh, what did we do? Oh, uh, Barstow. But before Barstow, we stopped at the 
little town of Boron. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Boron, California is the home of the Borax mine, Boraxo mine. Had no idea that Boron was used for so many different things. Um, primarily, it's a flame retardant, which is pretty cool. And then also our, our laundry soap. Mm-hmm. And Aaron Brockovich was filmed there, which I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so yeah. Um, I was really bummed that we went into the Borax mine and the Borax Visitor Center was not open. Yeah. Yeah. Damn COVID. Yeah, but there's a neat little museum in, in the town of Boron. If you go down to the town of Boron, you can visit their little museums. Mm-hmm. And it's got a little like air and space museum kind of next to it that uh, definitely showing its age. Um, and then being out in the sun like that is, is hard on things. But, uh, you know, if you're out that way, swing by, put $5 in the donation bucket. You know, like little towns like that don't have much going on anymore. So, um, you know, whatever you can do to kind of support it. Um, so we... Spent some time there and then headed into Barstow. Um, there's the Route 66 uh, Museum and, and Railroad Museum down there, which I was disappointed was closed because of this thing. Um, so, you know, I just took some photos from outside and, um, you know, kind of poked around the trains that were parked outside a little bit, got some photos. And uh, found our hotel for the night, right? We stayed in Barstow, mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, and Barstow is kind of where we picked up Route 66. Um, it's, uh, I don't know, it, it starts, Route 66 starts at the ocean uh, outside of Los Angeles, but I had no interest in going to Los Angeles and, you know, none of that stuff. So, um you can pick it up in San Bernardino and then come out to the desert that way. But I just figured Bakersfield Inn was was um, just as good. So um, after Barstow, we headed, we actually picked up the, the mother road, they called it, uh, and, and headed out um, to a couple different places. There were several small towns. I can't remember all of the names along the way, but my... Um, what I really wanted to see, well, we saw lots of like burned out garages and old abandoned buildings. And that was part of what I wanted to see as well. Um, this was part of that old abandoned California, uh, history, but there was the Roy's diner, uh, way out in Amboy. Amboy. Thank you. And, uh, went out to Amboy and saw the restored uh, neon sign and the restaurant cafe that they're restoring and then the little hotel that hopefully they can get restored someday. Uh, it's all owned by a um, historical, uh, what do you call him, revivalist? Or yeah, like a renovation, like a yeah. historian renovation type of yeah. person that has more money than we do. Yeah. He owns a chain of of uh, those chicken restaurants. Mm, that's so. right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so uh, went out there, got a lot of good pictures, got to see the nice sunset. 
um, headed out from there. Um, man, I can't remember the next town we stayed in. We... Well, because the highway, the road was closed because of a washout or something, right. so we had to take some yeah, weird back that's road. that's another thing about Route 66. It's not maintained by the state highway department or the county. <clears throat> I think volunteers maybe go out and clean the road off when it's when it gets washed out. But there was a big section of it after Amboy that was pretty well washed out, I guess. It was closed, and so we had to detour around on 40. Yeah, but I can't remember where we stayed after that. <clears throat> uh, well, well, let's see, where did we stay? Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember. They all ran, they all rolled. Night three? Yeah. Yeah, night three. They all rolled together after yeah. that. So it's a terrible recap, I'm yeah. sorry. Anyways, <laughs> then we went to Oatman. That was the next day, that was right? Gone. That was Arizona. Oh, we stayed in uh, Laughlin. Oh, that's right. We made it all the way to Laughlin. I blocked that from my memory. Because, well, we were going to stay in Needles, and then uh, Needles was expensive and um, not very nice, uh, at, least yeah. the, at least where we were coming in on 40. So mm -hmm. Laughlin is only like 10 minutes away, and it was a really nice hotel casino. Um by this point in the trip, um, the shit had started hitting the fan uh, on the news and everything like that. And we were starting to get a little nervous about how much food we had on us in the truck. Because we had snacks and road food and things like that. But, you know, not a, a lot of drinking water and not, you know, the dog was going through water. And the water in the south is, southern deserts is almost undrinkable it's terrible water i don't care what anybody says it's got so much mineral so many minerals in it that it's like thick so uh you know drink good drinking water is was a little bit concerning so um yeah we were picking up some supplies there but thank god the gas had gotten cheaper uh, you get out of california i was paying four dollars a gallon in california and you get into Laughlin is Nevada, so uh, it was like two twenty-five or something. So, Laughlin's a little ways south of Vegas, and uh, it's a <clears throat> big casino down there. And at this point in the coronavirus game, nothing was sh shut down yet. But Just the museum, yeah, the museums, things were sort of randomly closed, but we didn't know if it was because of the virus necessarily or just because. You know, they couldn't find Fred to run the visitor center that day because a lot of those places are volunteering. So when we got to the casino, it was slower, but there were still people out gambling and eating at the restaurants and things like that. But it was definitely, a, it felt weird to me at yeah. that point. So Yeah, and so that weird feeling kind of fueled the um, anxiety a little bit. Uh, and the nervousness that you had, you know, and you run into people and some people were scared to death and other people were, you know, acting like it was no big deal. And so, you know, it was just a, a weird feeling. But uh, from there, yeah, we headed into Arizona, went out to um, a little town called Oatman that has these not so wild burrows that just wander the street. And, um, you know, you can pet them and feed them and all. they just wander around. And it's a total tourist trap, but, but it, you know, it's a 
it's got a lot of history and it's kind of neat and so you know you go and check it out and buy a souvenir we mailed some postcards out that we actually beat yeah they're, they're not here yet <laughs> they haven't made it here yet so Oakman um, was cool so Dan was talking about the burrows the burrows were there originally because Oatman was a mining town and uh, I guess the miners when they fled the town or when they left and it became a ghost town the burrows kind of hung around they left a, left some of their burrows up there so they're still there. They're wandering around. They're making babies. Yeah. So you can feed them for like five bucks. You can feed the burrows. Yeah. They'll eat ice cream or whatever. So from there, uh, followed the road out um, through the mountains of Arizona. Uh, there's a very windy, narrow road. Don't recommend dragging. Uh, you know your 32 foot gooseneck camper trailer down it because there's it's tight uh, you only imagine what it was like back in the 60s when it was the only road and you know you had big rigs and and everything else i'm imagining it was kind of treacherous uh so anyway if you do that road just kind of keep that in mind so from oatman there went through like peach springs Right. Um, uh, we hit Kingman. Kingman well, was first. Kingman's before Peach Springs. Mm -hmm. okay. Um. So yeah, I went through Kingman. Uh, again, parts of Route sixty six run right through towns, so it's it's hard to enjoy parts of those roads because you know they run through like a business district, and so you're trying to look at like old architecture and signs and look at history. But it's a four-lane business thoroughfare, and you've got people honking at you because you're going too slow, and and you know it's it's difficult to look at um, everything you want to look at. So I was a little disheartened by that. I mean, I kind of knew it was going to be busy, but I didn't realize it was going to be almost impossible to see what I wanted to see. You know, um, so got through the towns and then got back out into the wilds. Um, there's big sections of the highway that's gone and you just have to take 40, uh, you know, and that's what it was like from Kingman to Williams was, uh, no. uh, Kingman to Seligman, Seligman yeah. was, uh, the original 66. And then after that we had to hop on 40 Yeah. to Flagstaff. Flag, no, Williams. Williams is before Flagstaff. Okay. And so... We took the took it to Williams. Uh, Williams is the entrance, one of the entrances to the Grand Canyon, and so there's a lot going on there. You could tell it was definitely a tourist town. Um, and and if it wasn't for this outbreak, I have a feeling it would be a lot busier because uh, it was. I mean, it was mildly busy, but you know, whenever we went into a restaurant, they were super happy to see us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the service was really great and, and all that because, uh, they were talking about shutting the restaurants down to, uh, take out only. And so when we were there, it was like the last day mm -hmm. that it was going to be open for, um, takeout. So, or I'm sorry, open for dine-in. I believe it was your birthday also when we were in Williams. The, well, we were in Williams for two different days, but yeah. Sure. Um, yeah, the first day we were there, was, it was on my birthday, on Monday. Uh, and so I had a nice 
steak dinner at Rod's. Yep, Rod's is great. It's a big neon cow on the roof. Highly the, recommend it. The menus are shaped like cows, mm -hmm. so you can't ever go wrong with the, that. The kids' menu is also a cow. It's just a little cow. It's a little <laughs> calf. I was say, I think they call them calves. Yeah, it's a calf. Uh, so, um, yeah, so there's tons of neon, tons of memorabilia there, a lot of Indian jewelry and stuff that's all kind of the same, um, you know, a lot of just tourist trap t-shirts and, you know, carvings of Native American burial grounds and whatnot. Uh, so, um, from there... The next day, we headed up to Flagstaff and poked around Flagstaff a minute. Not much going on there. Um, at least not much that I was interested in. Uh, two Twin Arrows. The old Twin Arrows trading post was next. Uh, that is a graffitied, covered, burned-out diner and gas station. Uh, it's very sad to see it in that state. Um the twin arrows are still stuck in the ground there. And you, if you saw on Instagram, uh, I got some nice photos from there, but otherwise um, don't poke around twin arrows unless you got your tetanus shots and you carry in a sidearm because you never know what's going to crawl out of the open hole septic tank that's out back. Um, so yeah. Uh, and also at this point, the truck uh, has still been doing great. Um, no worries, truck was running well, putting oil in it every couple of fuel stops. Um, yeah, the truck was flawless, uh, like I, you know, like it should have been. So, then where? Winslow. Oh yeah, Winslow. Winslow, Arizona. Like in the song. There, it's also a large tourist trap. Um, not a lot going on there. It was pretty dead. Um, stores were open, but, you know, just hardly anybody. Very slow. Um, again, we checked out some architecture, had some lunch at a questionable diner. <laughs> and um, Where the waitress was coughing, and I was like, oh, yeah. you should really eat here. Things were still open, dinings were still open, but there were starting to be fewer and fewer people around. Yeah, you can see it on the highway. There were less and less cars and traffic. Just all big rigs. A lot of, lot of semi-trucks on 40. Um, from there, it was uh, another Indian uh, trading post, tourist trap, junk shop, and then uh, Holbrook. Yes, <clears throat> and I wanted to go to Holbrook because if you've seen the Cars movie... And you know the little uh, wigwam road cones? That's Holbrook. Holbrook has the little teepees. And I really thought that was super cute. And I wanted to stay in one. But unfortunately, you can only get a hold of the wigwam village between 3 p.m. and 9 p.m. in the evening. And so we thought we'd just take our chances and roll in there so we could get a wigwam. But they were all booked up. And yeah. that's pretty much the only thing that was going on in Holbrook was the wigwam village. It was neat though. There's a bunch of old cars parked outside and good photo op. We took lots of pictures again, uh, wandered around some. Um, Josie got a free cup of coffee at the gas station because she's so pretty. 
They liked your truck. Yeah. Um, and then we rolled back. We decided that, so there was a big snowstorm forecasted for Williams and Flagstaff. And so we decided that because we couldn't stay in Holbrook, uh, at least not stay where we wanted to stay, that we would roll back to uh, Williams. Because uh, at least if the snowstorm hit Williams, it's just it's downhill to Kingman um, because now we're making our way back. Uh, we decided that with the outbreak and everything going on and the uncertainty that our government was not coming through with what we needed them to come through with, but, you know, answers or, or something, we decided it would be best to, to head home. Uh, so we um, made it back to Williams, stayed in a okay hotel there, mm -hmm. and then um, trucked it back to Lake Havasu City, where I met uh, Merlin Johnson, uh, and if you follow uh, Welder Up or any of the shows on, on Discovery, there was um, this guy, Merlin Johnson, from Merlin's Old School Garage. And he's built some pretty cool rat rod, diesel-powered things over the years. And um, he began following me on Instagram a while back, uh, which I thought was super cool. And so... Um, decided to pay him a visit and he was super hospitable and, and very nice. And we probably could have talked for days, uh, but you know, had to keep moving. So we hung out there for about an hour, hour and a half, took some photos, looked at some stuff and, um, you know, headed out. So, um, that was a nice visit. Uh, what was happening there? Oh, rain it started raining and almost never rains there, but, Anyway, it was raining, so we did use the wipers a little bit because the, the rain X had started to fade um, from all the dirt and bugs that were bouncing off the window. Um, so then from there, we shot up through Vegas. Vegas was a ghost town. Pretty, yeah. It was not much going on. Yeah. The, the day before, they had closed all the gaming down. So... Um, none of the casinos were open. All the slot machines were off. Um, I think the hotel rooms were still open at certain hotels, but I think the MGM had closed down, and there was a couple others that had just closed. Um, so it was kind of kind of weird rolling through Vegas, um, quiet as as it was. Yeah. So we were just trying to get um, get through town get out you know just try to head back stopped in Beatty Nevada this gigantic candy store uh, bought you know our weight and red red vine licorice and chocolate covered almonds um, and then yeah just continued north of 95 to crash in Fallon and then mm -hmm. came the super remote back way through uh, Eagleville and Cedarville and or Eagleton. Eagleville. 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 Yeah. Eagleville. Uh, Eagleville. Cedarville. Or. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I came up the the back way, and um, you know that part of the trip was probably the more nerve wracking for me because 
there's so little help out there. If we had a problem, you know, getting parts would have been, would have been very difficult. So I'm grateful that the truck had been running as good as it had. Uh, I also was not turning it off. Anytime we stop for a photo op or um, filling up with fuel in remote places, I wasn't shutting it down. Uh, some of the larger towns, um, you know, Silver Lake, uh, I, was, I did turn it off so I could check the oil because uh, I was being really diligent about keeping the oil up to seven quarts um, just because the motor on the red truck is so old and tired that I didn't want to wreck a, you know, rod bearing or something in the bottom end or, or have a, you know, a cam bearing spin on me and, and start the lifter tick game. So, um, really diligent on keeping the oil up. And, uh, and so, but, you know, I also, like I said, kept the truck running a lot of times so that it, it would just stay running because it never fails. You turn the thing off and then it doesn't start again. Uh, so, um, yeah. So when we made it home, uh, Friday night, kind of late and, um, just unpacked and, and, uh, you know, breathed a sigh of relief cause we had made it, made it back and the truck was good and mm -hmm. everything was good. Burned 217 gallons of gas. So we averaged about 11, 11.38, 11.4 for the overall mileage, uh, for that trip. Um, you know, we spent most of our time above 3000 feet. And when we weren't idling along the old 66, we were doing 65 on the highway, which is about max RPM for, for that old truck. Uh, so, you know, I was, I was generally impressed, um, with just how that old iron just keeps going. Um, so I don't know. It was overall, it was a good trip. Um, definitely overshadowed by a lot of world events. Um, and you know, I'd like to do it again under a little bit different circumstance for sure. Um, what do you think was your favorite part of the trip? Hmm. I think it was probably the boroughs, the boron, <laughs> the little town of boron. I really wish we could have gone into that little visitor center there. It's just cool. You see aerial photographs of that, of that mine, and you have no idea because it's so flat. That country is so flat. You don't realize there's a giant hole in the ground where they've been mining this, this material for a hundred years, longer than that. It's the fifth element on the periodic <clears throat> table. We learned that. So that was cool. Um, I wish that people weren't so destructive. Um, some of these places. Or would, they'd be so neat if people would have just left them alone. You know, the sun bakes them, time takes them, but really people and just their destructive nature ruins so many cool, iconic places along that road. So that, that bummed me out too. Um, yeah. But um, Williams was neat. I, I, that's worth a stop for sure walking through there they have some night meat stores and um and then on the way home we hit a bird <laughs> that was your favorite part that of the was trip. a lot of birds that was kind of weird 
It's like an Alfred Hitch- Hitchcock movie, Birds Everywhere. You scream like a little girl. I think I did. that's why it was so memorable for me. It did. Well, it smacked the windshield hard. I, you know, I don't like changing windshields on these old trucks because <laughs> you have to bend the glass in and it's such a pain. And so when that bird hit the window, all I could think about was having to change a friggin' windshield when we got home. But luckily it just shat all over the windshield and <laughs> lost some feathers. I'm sure it died, you know, instantly, but still it was, uh, yeah, could have been way worse. Sunrises and sunsets are always beautiful in the desert too. Yeah. Yeah, I think my favorite part was probably, well, what town did we go to the 66 Museum in? Um, Kingman. That was in Kingman. Kingman, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I really liked the 66 Museum in Kingman. Yes. Had a lot of neat displays and stuff. Definitely um, worth a stop if you're in Kingman. Yeah. Um, and uh, just a lot of the old rundown garages. Got a lot of pictures of those. Um, the red truck is just so photogenic that... Uh, it looked really nice uh, in a lot of these pictures. So, um, yeah, it was it was just a, it was a good trip. It was it felt like I was reconnecting the truck with its past. You know, you take this truck from 1964 and you put it on the highway that got decommissioned in you know 68. So it's like a little bit of history coming together um you know and and you could even maybe fool yourself a little bit into thinking that that truck in in the 60s could have been on that highway and you know it's seeing the same thing again you know 50 years later so um you know that was kind of a neat experience you could kind of lose yourself a little bit you know until you got passed by a prius or some modern car you could kind of pretend for a minute that you're back in you know 1964 but uh yeah so i don't know i enjoyed it and uh i'm i would like to do it again maybe in another old truck in a few years when things calm down uh or do the next section the new mexico texas oklahoma sections i don't know we'll see but we'd intended to go to the grand canyon too dan's never got to see the grand canyon so we were going to do that, but um, we ended up coming back three or four days early with everything going on and missed the Grand Canyon. So next time. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be there next time. It probably will still be there, yeah. Anyway, well, that was our trip recap. Hopefully, uh, hopefully it was informative. And if you're going to do 66 yourself, um, don't hesitate to shoot me a message and ask for the highs and low points but anyway um thanks everybody for listening um if you don't follow on the socials please do um and uh we're going to be making some more youtube videos uh if you don't follow on youtube definitely check it out been putting out a lot of videos uh picked up uh, some editing software and i've actually been making real live edited videos so I'm hoping someday to make, um, you know, video po- versions of the podcast as well. So when we review um, books and things, you can see that. So anyway, um, thanks again for listening. 
and um, for Josie and Dan saying goodnight.